2 Samuel chapter 1 After the death of Saul, David returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites and stayed in Ziklag two days. On the third day, a man with torn clothes and dust on his head arrived from Saul's camp. When he came to David, he fell to the ground to pay him homage. Where have you come from? David asked. I've escaped from the Israelite camp, he replied. What was the outcome? David asked. Please tell me. The troops fled from the battle, he replied. Many of them fell and died, and Saul and his son Jonathan are also dead. Then David asked the young man who had brought him the report, How do you know that Saul and his son Jonathan are dead? I happen to be on Mount Gilboa, he replied, and there was Saul leaning on his spear, with the chariots and the cavalry closing in on him. When he turned around and saw me, he called out, and I answered, Here I am. Who are you? he asked. So I told him, I am an Amalekite. Then he begged me, Stand over me and kill me, for agony has seized me, but my life still lingers. So I stood over him and killed him, because I knew that after he had fallen he could not survive. And I took the crown that was on his head and the band that was on his arm, and I brought them here to my Lord. Then David took hold of his own clothes and tore them, and all the men who were with him did the same. They mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and his son Jonathan, and for the people of the Lord and the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. And David inquired of the young man who had brought him the report, Where are you from? I am the son of a foreigner, he answered. I am an Amalekite. So David asked him, Why were you not afraid to lift your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David summoned one of the young men and said, Go, execute him. So the young man struck him down and he died. For David had said to the Amalekite, Your blood be on your own head, because your own mouth has testified against you, saying, I killed the Lord's anointed. Then David took up this lament for Saul and his son Jonathan, and he ordered that the sons of Judah be taught the song of the bow. It is written in the book of Jasher. Your glory, O Israel, lies slain on your heights, How the mighty have fallen. Tell it not in Gath, proclaim it not in the streets of Eshkelon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, and the daughters of the uncircumcised exult. O mountains of Gilboa, may you have no dew or rain, no fields yielding offerings of grain. For there the shield of the mighty was defiled, the shield of Saul, no longer anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, The bow of Jonathan did not retreat, and the sword of Saul did not return empty. Saul and Jonathan, beloved and delightful in life, were not divided in death. They were swifter than eagles. They were stronger than lions. O daughters of Israel, weep for Saul, who clothed you in scarlet and luxury, who decked your garments with ornaments of gold. How the mighty have fallen in the thick of battle. Jonathan lies slain on your heights. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were delightful to me. Your love to me was extraordinary, surpassing the love of women. How the mighty have fallen and the weapons of war have perished. Chapter 2 Sometime later, David inquired of the Lord, Should I go up to one of the towns of Judah? Go up, the Lord answered. Then David asked, Where should I go? To Hebron, replied the Lord. So David went there with his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel 
and Abigail the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David also took the men who were with him, each with his household, and they settled in the towns near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came to Hebron, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, It was the men of Jabesh-Gilead who buried Saul. So David sent messengers to the men of Jabesh-Gilead to tell them, The Lord bless you, because you showed this kindness to Saul your Lord when you buried him. Now may the Lord show you loving devotion and faithfulness, and I will also show you the same favor, because you have done this. Now then, be strong and courageous, for though Saul your Lord is dead, the house of Judah has anointed me as their king. Meanwhile, Abner, son of Ner, the commander of Saul's army, took Saul's son Ish-bosheth, moved him to Mahanaim, and made him king over Gilead, Asher, Jezreel, Ephraim, and Benjamin, over all Israel. Saul's son, Ishbosheth was forty years old when he began to reign over Israel, and he reigned for two years. The house of Judah, however, followed David, and the length of time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. One day, Abner son of Ner and the servants of Ishbosheth son of Saul marched out from Mahanaim to Gibeon. So Joab, son of Zeruiah, along with the servants of David, marched out and met them by the pool of Gibeon. And the two camps took up positions on opposite sides of the pool. Then Abner said to Joab, Let us have the young men get up and compete before us. Let them get up, Joab replied. So they got up and were counted off, twelve for Benjamin, and Ishbosheth son of Saul, and twelve for David. Then each man grabbed his opponent by the head and thrust his sword into his opponent's side, and they all fell together. So this place, which is in Gibeon, is called Helketh Hezurim. The battle that day was intense, and Abner and the men of Israel were defeated by the servants of David. The three sons of Zeruiah were there, Joab, Abishai, and Asahel. Now Asahel was fleet of foot like a wild gazelle, and he chased Abner, not turning to the right or to the left in his pursuit. And Abner glanced back and said, Is that you, Asahel? It is, Asahel replied. So Abner told him, Turn to your right or to your left. Seize one of the young men and take his equipment for yourself. But Asahel would not stop chasing him. Once again, Abner warned Asahel, Stop chasing me. Why should I strike you to the ground? How could I show my face to your brother Joab? But Asahel refused to turn away, so Abner thrust the butt of his spear into his stomach, and it came out his back, and he fell dead on the spot. And every man paused when he came to the place where Asahel had fallen and died. But Joab and Abishai pursued Abner. By sunset they had gone as far as the hill of Amma opposite Gia, on the way to the wilderness of Gibeon. The Benjamites rallied to Abner, formed a single unit, and took their stand atop a hill. Then Abner called out to Joab, Must the sword devour forever? Do you not realize that this will only end in bitterness? How long before you tell the troops to stop pursuing their brothers? As surely as God lives, Joab replied, If you had not spoken up, the troops would have continued pursuing their brothers until morning. So Joab blew the ram's horn, and all the troops stopped. They no longer pursued Israel or continued to fight. And all that night, Abner and his men marched through the Arabah. They crossed the Jordan, marched all morning, and arrived at Mahanaim. 
When Joab returned from pursuing Abner, he gathered all the troops. In addition to Asahel, nineteen of David's servants were missing, but they had struck down three hundred sixty Benjamites who were with Abner. Later they took Asahel and buried him in his father's tomb in Bethlehem. Then Joab and his men marched all night and reached Hebron at daybreak. Chapter 3 Now the war between the house of Saul and the house of David was protracted, and David grew stronger and stronger while the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. And sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon by Ahinoam of Jezreel. His second was Jileab by Abigail the widow of Nabal of Carmel. His third was Absalom, the son of Mekah, daughter of King Talmai of Jeshur. His fourth was Adonijah, the son of Haggith. His fifth was Shephatiah, the son of Abital. And his sixth was Ithriam, by David's wife Eglah. These sons were born to David in Hebron. During the war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner had continued to strengthen his position in the house of Saul. Meanwhile, Saul had a concubine named Rizpah, the daughter of Aah. So Ishbosheth questioned Abner, Why did you sleep with my father's concubine? Abner was furious over Ishbosheth's accusation. Am I the head of a dog that belongs to Judah? he asked. All this time I've been loyal to the house of your father Saul, to his brothers, and to his friends. I've not delivered you into the hand of David, but now you accuse me of wrongdoing with this woman. May God punish Abner, and ever so severely, if I do not do for David what the Lord has sworn to him, to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul, and to establish the throne of David over Israel and Judah, from Dan to Beersheba. And for fear of Abner, Ishbosheth did not dare to say another word to him. Then Abner sent messengers in his place to say to David, To whom does the land belong? Make your covenant with me, and surely my hand will be with you to bring all Israel over to you. Good, replied David. I will make a covenant with you, but there is one thing I require of you. Do not appear before me unless you bring Saul's daughter Michael when you come to see me. Then David sent messengers to say to Ishbosheth, son of Saul, Give me back my wife Michael, whom I betrothed to myself for a hundred Philistine foreskins. So Ishbosheth sent and took Michael from her husband Peltiel son of Laish. Her husband followed her, weeping all the way to Behurim. Then Abner said to him, Go back. So he returned home. Now Abner conferred with the elders of Israel and said, In the past you sought David as your king. Now take action, because the Lord has said to David, Through my servant David I will save my people Israel from the hands of the Philistines and of all their enemies. Abner also spoke to the Benjamites and went to Hebron to tell David all that seemed good to Israel and to the whole house of Benjamin. When Abner and twenty of his men came to David at Hebron, David held a feast for them. Then Abner said to David, Let me go at once, and I will gather all Israel to my lord the king, that they may make a covenant with you, and that you may rule over all that your heart desires. So David dismissed Abner, and he went in peace. Just then David's soldiers and Joab returned from a raid, bringing with them a great plunder. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, because David had sent him on his way in peace. When Joab and all his troops arrived, he was informed, Abner, son of Ner, came to see the king, who sent him on his way in peace. So Joab went to the king and said, What have you done? Look, Abner came to you. 
Why did you dismiss him? Now he's getting away. Surely you realize that Abner, son of Ner, came to deceive you and to track your movements and all that you are doing. As soon as Joab had left David, he sent messengers after Abner, who brought him back from the well of Sirah, but David was unaware of it. When Abner returned to Hebron, Joab pulled him aside into the gateway as if to speak to him privately, and there Joab stabbed him in the stomach. So Abner died on account of the blood of Joab's brother Asahel. Afterward David heard about this and said, I and my kingdom are forever guiltless before the Lord concerning the blood of Abner, son of Ner. May it whirl over the heads of Joab and the entire house of his father, and may the house of Joab never be without one having a discharge or skin disease, or one who leans on a staff or falls by the sword or lacks food. Joab and his brother Abishai murdered Abner because he had killed their brother Asahel in the battle of Gibeon. Then David ordered Joab and all the people with him, Tear your clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourn before Abner. And King David himself walked behind the funeral bear. When they buried Abner in Hebron, the king wept aloud at Abner's tomb, and all the people wept. And the king sang this lament for Abner. Should Abner die the death of a fool? Your hands were not bound, your feet were not fettered. As a man falls before the wicked, so also you fell. And all the people wept over him even more. Then all the people came and urged David to eat something while it was still day. But David took an oath, saying, May God punish me, and ever so severely, if I taste bread or anything else before the sun sets. All the people took note and were pleased. In fact, everything the king did pleased them. So on that day, all the troops in all Israel were convinced that the king had no part in the murder of Abner, son of Ner. Then the king said to his servants, Do you not realize that a great prince has fallen today in Israel? And I am weak this day, though anointed as king, and these men, the sons of Zeruiah, are too fierce for me. May the Lord repay the evildoer according to his evil.